do you know what time it is? It's supernatural story time. And if you're easily scared, and even if you're not, there's only one thing left to do. Just turn off the lights, because these are stories that you listen to only in the dark. The Strangest Stories, Volume 9, Story Number 1. I used to work at this restaurant, and the building has a lot of history. It still has this old original gate elevator. Anyway, I was a closing manager, so I was always the last person in the building. Part of closing was making sure all of the doors were closed and locked and the lights were off. There was this little pub room in the back of the restaurant, and I would check the lights in there on the way to the kitchen, and then when I got upstairs, I would be at the top of the pub and check a door upstairs. Anyway, one night, I was checking this pub through the kitchen and I saw light on upstairs that was by the door I needed to check so I figured I would circle back upstairs and drop some stuff in the safe on my way to turn the light off and check the door. When I got to the door the light in this pub was turned off and I was like oh that's weird. So I went back downstairs and was about to leave but part of me wanted to check that light again so I went back through the kitchen and the light was on again. I just got out of there so fast. Every other night I had to close, I was always on the phone with my boyfriend while I did my walkthrough, and I wanted to never find out who turned that light on. Story number two. I work at a library that's known to be haunted locally. We have paranormal investigators come every six months to keep a record of our happenings. There's always stories during their tours, as long as stories from guests and obviously a few from staff, including myself. For me personally, the scariest experience I have had was seeing a full-on figure about 30 feet in front of me. A few months into my job at the library, I worked alone in the mornings. I turned a corner to see a six-foot-tall, dark gray figure of a man was standing in front of the donation box. I did a double-take, and it was gone. I walked around to make sure it wasn't someone who broke in or was hiding in the area, but there was no way for it to disappear that quickly, since it's impossible to have a shadow at the exact spot it was due to the skylight we have. I've had knocks on the glass with no one there and hear locks getting unlocked on me, but seeing something so close for the first time during the daytime does something to you. As for my co-workers, they've had books thrown off shelves at them and doors slammed in their faces. One co-worker who worked alone upstairs once left their office to come back a couple of minutes later to find every file cabinet drawer open and historical documents strewn everywhere as if the cabinets had exploded. Next story. I used to work in a middle school that is one lot away from the town cemetery. Nothing scary ever happened to me there during the day. I was a yearbook staff advisor, so I'd spend a lot of afternoons working on it after school. I remember that it was late fall, so even though it was only five, it was already dark outside. I usually edited in my classroom, but one afternoon I decided to work in a computer lab adjacent to the library because those computers were faster. That lab had three doors. One led to the parking lot, another to the hallway, and a third to the library. I was sitting with my back to the library door, and I heard the door open and close, and I felt and heard footsteps into the room behind me. So I said, hi, Henry, how's it going? Politely greeting the night custodian. I got no answer. 
totally unlike Henry. So I immediately turned around and there was nobody standing there. I got my purse, left all of my things there, and rushed out the parking lot door. When I told Henry about it the next day, he didn't seem surprised at all, and he said he often heard and saw things he couldn't explain after dark. I never stayed after dark by myself again. Next story. Not my story, but my mom's. She used to work in a building that was built around the 1700s. It used to be a house, but it was converted into a shop. One of those shabby, chic decorating shops. Loads of scary stuff used to happen there. Items would fly off a display and hit the wall opposite. She would hear footsteps on the floor above when there was no one else in the shop. One day, an elderly woman comes into the store and tells my mother her friend used to live there when they were children. She asked if my mom had met Albert yet. When asked who it was, she said the woman who lived there before her friend, approximately the late 1800s, early 1900s, had a lodger named Albert who was an accountant. He used to live and work in the top room where my mom heard the footsteps. She said this man died in that top room and when her and her friend would play in that room, they would see him. A few weeks later, I met my mom at her work just before she was closing to get a lift home. She said that the local PCSO, which is the police community support officer, was a paranormal investigator and wanted her to do a vigil with him as she seemed to attract the ghostly activity. She was not into the idea, but I said, it's a great opportunity, too good to pass up. So she eventually said she would do it if I went along with her. Nothing super dramatic happened on the vigil, but off and on when we were waiting for communication, we could hear rhythmic tapping sound. We searched high and low and couldn't find the source of the tapping. It sounded like someone tapping on metal whenever we asked the question. Also, after the vigil was done and they listened back to the EVPs, there seemed to be voices responding to our questions. They picked up two replies. One was, hello, when my mom said, hello, Albert, and I can't remember what the other one was. The guy emailed them to me and I tried to find out anything further about who else might be haunting there, but no luck. Next story. I worked in a heritage home renovated on the inside to suit the business. This house was built in 1909. Co-workers and I had heard sounds such as a child running up the stairs. We had children in the building. All kids accounted for when that sound was heard, but always just shrugged it off. One day, I was closing up. The last family just left. I was walking across the room when something to my left caught my eye. This house had a stairwell. You could see the first few steps and the first small landing before it turned around the wall, out of sight. When I looked on the landing was a little boy. It sounds ridiculously cliche, but the boy had a kind of bowl cut, a light color. His outfit was shorts, a shirt, and a blazer. I'd guess light blue or gray tall socks. Here's the thing, he was like like a faded black and white photo in a colored world. I stared at him, he stared at me. Felt like forever, but probably only a few seconds. His arms were just resting at his sides. I looked away, looked back, and he was gone. I ran to the front door. The family that just left was there, child still in tow. Kids are quick, I thought maybe he darted back. Now... I had to go up those stairs to make sure someone didn't stay behind upstairs. At each turn of the landing, I called hello. So scared I'd get a response. In my gut, I knew I wasn't alone. And it wasn't a member. 
We had the same people every day. I got to tell you, I never finished my closing duties so fast like that day. Next story. So it's closing time and it's just me and my manager working the closing shift. We had just closed and locked the double doors as we start doing our normal closing routine. Just to paint the picture on how small our store is. From where I was standing, which happens to be where the cash registers are, you can see both the front door and the back door. Minus the back door being somewhat hidden from a fixture that is filled with shirts and novelty items. I was busy filling out a customer hold form for the customer that I left before we closed when I saw my manager looking up from his computer work. Thinking he saw a shirt that needed to be folded, I quickly put away the hold item to join him when I saw him go back into the back. Now, I thought he went to go finish his food drink as it looked like he was casually walking to the back room. But no, he comes out of the back room with a slightly worried look on his face, asking if I'd seen a blonde woman walk into the back room. Taken aback by the question, I said, no, I haven't. We looked at the back room door just to be sure, where I learned that my manager was able to see spirits. We quickly laughed it off and went back to cleaning the store. I haven't heard of any haunting at the mall I work at, but apparently some guy jumped off the third floor to his death after he shoplifted a belt and was chased by security guards. But as to that blonde woman, we don't have any idea who that was. Next story. I used to work at a one-hour photo lab that also put photos onto plates. The where building was laid out was all in a long row, having to walk through one room to get to the other. I set the alarm in the back and walked through all the rooms to exit the front door as I was the last to leave. The next morning, when I came in, every faucet in the building was running full blast. I definitely would have noticed as I walked by all four as I was leaving the night before. As I got to the main faucet, there was one of the plates that had been on display in the front of the building under the running water with a knife through the plate. It sent chills down my spine. This was a ceramic plate and there is no way you could put a knife through the center of the plate without shattering it. It was so hard to work there alone after that. Next story. I worked a part-time cleaning job at the local Canadian Legion before I got to my main one. There's been at least one death on site that I know of, and most of the regulars have been coming to the bars and volunteering for decades. It really doesn't surprise me that there's so much activity, but it's all pretty harmless. The main floor has a hall we rent for events like weddings, funerals, and meetings. We have a kitchen on that floor as well, a boardroom, and it's all connected by a hallway beginning at a side entrance, which leads to a set of stairs which brings you to the bar on the second floor. This setup helps my encounters make a little more sense, so bear with me. There was once an instance where I was mopping the dance floor on the second floor. This area is close to the stairs bringing you downstairs. From there, I heard what sounded like a fully operational kitchen. Voices, fryers, dishes, the whole deal. It was odd to me in the sense that it sounded like someone literally took a remote and dialed down the volume. It wasn't nearly as loud as it should have been, but there was undeniably noise. Naturally, there wasn't a hint of another body in the building when I went downstairs. This happened to several employees, sometimes while they were working together. The event that spooked me the most was during an instance I was sitting on a stool in front of the kitchen doors. I was trying to figure out a diagram for a hall setup that I suppose it could have looked like I was slacking off. Anyway, after some time, a deep 
clearly male voice boomed angrily from behind me. Hey! It took me a moment to process what I had just heard since I was alone and that the kitchen door was locked shut. The second that I realized I just got shit from a ghost for slacking, I bolted up the stairs, but not before the door to the boardroom shut. I called my dad, who was on the executive board, to come get me, but he laughed and told me to go back to work. As luck would have it, I laughed when he told me a voice yelled no at him previously in the kitchen for putting a dustpan on the counter. I once heard another voice say, hey, behind the bar in the hall. That spooked me too, but it didn't send me running. I haven't had really significant experiences in the last while, aside from a little bit of knocking and a bit of scratching behind the bar a while ago. Frankly, I'm content not having any more encounters, and I'm sure you can understand why. Next story. I used to work at a medieval times in Toronto. Unlike the other American locations, the Toronto location was not custom built, but instead rented out. The building had a lot of history and at one point housed the dead and injured during World War II. So overnight security had a lot of stories to tell. Man in a top hat, soldier, little girl, the usual stuff. Anyway, on smaller shows, the fifth and sixth row are hidden with a black curtain and during the show are pitch black so nobody goes up there. Before the end of the show, I would always stand by the stairs going up to the fifth and sixth row with my back towards the darkness as I waited for my audio cue. One show, I was standing there as usual when I felt a pair of tiny cold hands cover over my ears, muffling my hearing. I raised my hands up to move them but found nothing was there. Then, within a second of realizing this, I heard like a whisper in my right ear, Mike, followed by my hearing coming back to me. I was so confused because the voice sounded like a female co-worker, so I went up to the fifth row searching for her and calling her name, but nothing. I found her on the other side of the arena and confronted her, but she said she had no idea what I was talking about. Next story. I used to work in a museum that was based within a really beautiful old house. First day on the job, my colleague starts telling me about the place, etc. Then he says, In wintertime, when you're opening up the building, start with this room first. It's the worst one. Me, thinking he meant because the keys were difficult to get in the lock or something, Oh yeah? Coworker says, that's where the shadow is. I had a tingle spread right down my spine at that point. He continued to tell me that during morning hours, especially in winter, there's a black shadow, shapeless, that just appears in the room on occasion. I personally never saw it. Another museum I worked in was based in an old courthouse and had a tower room where they would put on exhibitions. I could never be in that room alone. I remember the first time I went in there, stopped in to have a look at the exhibit and familiarized myself with it and all of a sudden I had this feeling that I just had to leave. Proper fight or flight and every instinct in my body told me to get the hell out of there right away. Next story. I worked as a night audit manager at a timeshare property and it was widely known among the staff that the 21st floor was haunted. There were no available rooms on the floor. It was mainly used for storage, but we still had security cameras on the floor. Security had a huge monitor in their office that they had to watch constantly, and they saw someone walking down the hall on the 21st floor to open doors, so they went to check it out and make sure it wasn't a gust. 
The elevator couldn't access the 21st floor, but the staircase had access, and sometimes engineers forgot to lock the door, so it wasn't a crazy idea a guest had gotten in. Security checked the doors on both sides of the hall, and they were actually locked, and no one was in the hallway, but one of the doorknobs to the room was busted, like someone knocked it off with a hammer or something. None of the engineers had reported a broken doorknob that day, but who knows, they could have forgotten, or something. It was still creepy seeing someone on the cameras. And even then, we never knew. Was that a flesh and blood person? Next story. Probably doesn't seem like much. But let me tell you my story. My first job was a movie theater in Arkansas. No such thing as a set schedule, so you could be working opening or closing and everything in between any day of the week. During the weekdays, it would be slow, but we'd still get a few people in before the 5 to 6 p.m., quitting time period. I hated working those shifts because I liked being able to stay busy and because usually you were alone cleaning theaters between showings. As such, you noticed a lot more stuff around you than you would with someone to talk to. When I ended up on one of those shifts without fail, I'd see someone sitting in the theater, always just at the edge of my sight. Sometimes it'd be just a black figure of a person sitting in a seat or standing at one of the other exits to the room. Other times there'd be more definition, a vague sense of a face and hair, details of attire, usually pressed dress pants, a tailored coat and a cravat instead of a tie. When sitting, the man's hands would be folded in his lap as he just watched me move, trying to ignore him there. And that's about the time that I bolted out. Next story. I used to work in schools and one day, I was in a meeting with about five other teachers in a classroom. The six of us sat in a circle, but all the kids were at lunch or in recess. I can't remember. We had been meeting for about 15 minutes when I heard a band from about five feet behind me. I turned to look, and the band orchestra stand the teacher used for lectures was rocking back and forth on its legs, about to fall over as if someone had slammed it really hard. All six of us saw it, stopped and stared, as it wobbled its way back to still. No open windows or doors, not under any air vent, not that something like that could have made it move so suddenly and violently anyway, and absolutely no one else in the classroom. One teacher finally looked at another and said, must be my mom, and everyone sort of laughed and went back to the meeting and left it at that. Next story. I work at a bar in a building that has been a bar for about 10 years, and before that, it was a children's orphanage that had partly burnt down. We've always had ghost stories that we tell guests and each other for fun. We even have a ghost repellent instrument behind the bar that's a shaman of some sort, cleanses every once in a while. However, the reach this thing has doesn't really stretch towards the back of the building or upstairs. So most of my colleagues' experience have happened there. So, a few years ago, I had slept in when I was supposed to open up the place. My boyfriend had accidentally turned off my alarm because he'd come home only two hours before. My kitchen co-worker had realized I wasn't there at about 10.15 when I was already 15 minutes late and he was planning on calling me when he heard my voice in the back of the building, talking to the cleaning lady or something. However, 15 minutes later, he still hadn't actually seen me and I hadn't made him his morning coffee like I always did. So he goes to check, and there's no one there. He was alone, 
in the building. He called me then, slightly freaked out, and told me the story. When I came in, 30 minutes late, as to the explanation of who he heard that sounded like me, that remained a mystery. Next story. I used to work at this hotel on the top floor the 21st. We had a lounge where we would serve drinks and appetizers for the VIP guests. One day, the front desk manager and the assistant general manager were inspecting rooms on the 21st floor after the lounge was closed until evening time. They were walking in the direction of the lounge when they saw a blonde woman in a blue dress open the lounge door and go inside. The two managers tried addressing her and telling her that it was closed, but the lady ignored them and just went inside. My managers then went to go inside the lounge but found it was locked and had to use their master key to open it. When they got inside, they only saw the lounge employees cleaning up and they asked her where the lady went. The employee said, what lady? No one is here but me. After that happened, the two managers came down to the front desk and told us all about what happened. It was pretty crazy. Still can't really explain this and who the blonde lady was that went through a locked door. Next story. In my old workplace, we tend to extend hours into the night to finish reports. One time, way past work hours, maybe a third of my co-workers and I were still working while our boss was on the phone with a relative. Suddenly, she paused our conversation to ask us, Guys, who's crying? We all look at each other in confusion, since obviously no one was crying. She added that a relative could hear someone crying on our side of the line and wondered who it was. We all felt quiet to listen for any sound. A few of my co-workers claimed to hear a girl faintly sobbing. I didn't hear anything. And then there's another story. Now this happened to one of my subordinates. He had to stay out late to observe a system testing or something similar thing. He hung out with an IT guy for it until they were done around 1 a.m. It was time to head home. He dropped by our department to get his bag and placed his laptop in one of the drawers. He was hurrying since it was already dark and quiet and the place gave him the creeps. Suddenly, he heard someone sobbing near where his desk was. He was all alone in our department at one in the morning and someone was crying. He practically threw his laptop on the desk, grabbed his bag and just got out of there quickly. Didn't want to know who, what, where, when at all. Next story. I used to work at a bank that we all agreed had its spooky moments. Typical stuff like you feel like you were being watched in certain areas, stuff falling off shelves randomly. My coworker constantly thinking someone was saying her name behind her, that kind of stuff. It was a very small bank, and on Saturdays we would have one personal banker, one teller, and one police officer work during the few hours we were open. One day while I'm working as a teller, and there were two full-grown men working with me, I happened to go to the bathroom during the incident and found out what happened when the police officer refused to sit in his designated spot. Apparently, the police officer was speaking with a banker about paranormal stuff happening in the bank when they heard three distinct loud knocks on the desk where the officer sits. It wasn't much, but the officer refused to go back to his desk. And for some reason, I find it spookier when a police officer is too scared to do his job properly. I think. Next story. The storeroom for my department is the old hospital morgue. The morgue has since been relocated. Every time I go down there, there's an uneasy feeling. And my co-workers have had similar experiences. One time I went down there, 
It's in the bowels of the hospital. There was a man sitting directly by the door. He had a fixed smile on his face and was looking directly at me. I nodded to him but wasn't too freaked out because the storeroom has card access and he wouldn't be able to follow me in. I grabbed the stuff I needed, took me about 15 minutes, and badged my way out again. The guy was still sitting immediately next to the door, staring right at me and smiling. As I pushed the card out, he started laughing at me so I just got the hell out of there. Every time I think about it, it gives me the creeps, even though it very well could have been just a weird dude. Again, it's a hospital, but then, who knows? And I never went back to find out. Next story. I was driving a semi down 71 going to Louisville, Kentucky, and it was dark. Anyone been on 71 knows how dark it is. I'm no longer driving, but this was back in 2008, 2009. Anyhow, I got to exit 44 South. Fog was kind of heavy, but I could see just enough to stop if needed to. Anyway, got almost to the exit and I saw this boy standing there against the guardrail and had a blue uniform on, looked like with a blue coat like you see in the history books. He dashed out in front of me. I left skid marks that were there almost all summer, but he disappeared right in front of me as he got halfway to the street. And to this day, I can still see him like he's standing there with a gun, hat, and buttons on the coat, pants. They have grayish stripes. I can't see the face, but he looked like a teen. And I can't stop seeing him. And I didn't stop because I think I knew even then what was up. And even though I could see him clear as day, I knew that he was not made of flesh and blood. Next story. I worked as a lifeguard while I was in high school. My town is rather small and the public pool was built before World War II and had many urban tales about people drowning or getting killed while working on electrical work. My friends and I didn't believe in any of these stories at first. After a few weeks of staying late by ourselves when we were waiting to work a party, we each had experienced things we couldn't explain. Most of these experiences were hearing footsteps that sounded like it was made by wet bare feet or hearing people talking. When I was scheduled to work a party, I would hang out on my phone and anytime I would hear these sounds, I would get up and leave the concession stand thinking that the family had arrived early to set up for their party. And most of the time, no one was there. Usually everyone would chalk these up to the wind or us being tired from working in the sun all day. However, some things we couldn't explain was when the showers would turn on by themselves and the sound of a stall door slamming on its own. The truly scariest thing that happened to me was when my friend and I were alone and listening to the radio and it began to turn to static. I checked the signal and it didn't fix the sound so I said out loud to leave the radio alone and get out of the concession stand since you're not a lifeguard and the radio immediately fixed itself. We affectionately named the ghost Sunshine and I began greeting it when I came to work every day next story. I worked a graveyard shift for a few years at a hotel about 14 years ago. It was a pretty easy job and I was rarely scared being the only staff member at night. I would watch adults swim and read mostly. One night this older couple come in. One of the first things I noticed was they had beads in their hair made of seashells which I thought was interesting, cool and different. They were Creole. I could tell by their accent and they said they needed a room for the night. I began checking our availability and felt myself become dizzy. 
The room was spinning. I looked up at them. I could see them talking to each other, but couldn't make out what they were saying. I couldn't hear much of anything. My heart was beating fast, and I felt myself getting cold. I motioned to them that I was lightheaded and wasn't feeling so well, but they ignored me and kept talking to each other. I started hearing their whispers, but couldn't understand the language. I felt the walls closing in on me, and I could hardly breathe. I was sinking further down towards the floor, barely able to keep myself upright anymore. I felt pressured, not myself, and scared. I popped upright like a jack-in-the-box to regain my composure, propped my shoulder in the countertop, trying to act normal. I jerked my head to the computer and scribbled the number to an empty room on a card, programmed it violently on the gadgetmadu. I forgot what those things are called and passed it over to the couple. I tried to make a smile on my face, but I couldn't only muster a weird toothy wet grin. They looked confused and passed me their ID and credit card saying they'd pick it up in the morning. I'm pretty sure they'll never forget how this front desk agent in the middle of the night acted a damn fool when they just wanted to check in and get some sleep. I'd like to think they cast a spell on me, but who knows? I'm not sure even now what happened that night. Next story. I volunteer at a church in Chicago. On more than one occasion, someone has asked us where we keep our horse. Multiple people have insisted that they have seen a man on a white horse into the church through the back entrance, down the alley. We're in the middle of the city. We do not have a horse. I don't want to say the name of the church, but it is named after a saint who is most often depicted on horseback. Next story. When I was 20 years old, I worked at an assisted living facility. It was a big three-story building with like 50s folk living there and had a pager system that let you know what room or corridor to go to if someone needed help. And everyone who worked there was required to have one. It went off constantly. Usually, though, since I was just a server in the dining room, I rarely got asked to run up and help someone. One day, I was folding napkins in the dining room. After dinner service, there was a dining room for residents when I got a beep on my pager. Third floor, west hallway. It said I figured someone else was going to take care of it since it was after dinner and the staff was helping folks. A minute or two go by and the pager goes off again. I asked my co-worker if I should go check since I had just finished folding napkins and had a few minutes. He shrugged. I decided to go check since, well, you never know. And I would hope someone would go help my grandparents or parents should they have made it to one of those places. I'm in the elevator and yet another page. Third floor, west hallway. I get off the elevator and make my way around the corner expecting to possibly see one of the residents on the ground. Instead, I see an old man standing at the window at the end of the hallway next to the stairwell. As I walk towards him, he turns around. I note that he was in his mid to late 60s, silver hair, red and black plaid shirt, and worse jeans with suspenders, and his glasses were slightly off balance. Excuse me, sir, but is there anything I can help you with, I asked. I got a page to come back and check on this hallway. I told him, and he smiles and says, No thanks, I no longer need help. Suddenly he walks right through the closed door to the stairwell. I literally ran back to the elevator, back downstairs, and I went out back for a smoke. As I sat down, some co-worker sees me shaking and asks me what happened. I show them my pager and tell them what happened. 
None of them received a page at the same time. As I was describing the man, my co-worker drops the glass he's holding. Did he have suspenders and black glasses with a cracked lens? He asked. Yeah, I exclaimed. My co-worker just sits down right where he was standing and starts rocking back and forth. Apparently, the man had been summoned to help had passed away one year ago to the date, and that co-worker was the one who found him while checking in. He used to sneak downstairs to smoke, and it would set off the alarms, always right after dinner. This was only the second creepiest thing to happen to me while working there.